Spiritual Freedom Show with Richard Lawrence, where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free. Well, welcome to the Spiritual Freedom Show, and it's really great to have you back again. Um, we've had again lots of beautiful comments and questions and opinions from uh, the show last time. And Darren Ball will be joining me, as he always does, on the Spiritual Freedom Show to put those questions and comments, which I've never heard before, uh, to me. As well as that, we've got some very interesting... I'm really looking forward to this show. We've got some very interesting guests coming up. Uh, as a matter of fact, they happen to be a married couple, but that was not uh, the, it was uh, not the reason that we invited them both. It's because they've both got very interesting uh, contributions to make. So I'm looking forward to that. That'll be uh, Jamie Bates first and then later Noemi Bates. But we're going to go straight into our reason for being. The reason for being of the Spiritual Freedom Show is that fantastic set of teachings, the nine freedoms. What a privilege it is for me, I think for all of us on the Spiritual Freedom Show, to be able to put over that concept of the importance of this set of teachings. Uh, certainly in the Ethereum Society, uh, it's the greatest set of teachings that we have, and I wouldn't just limit that to the Ethereum Society, I would say in the world today. Um, now, I don't expect you to take my word for that or even agree with it. That's entirely up to you. All I'm inviting you to do here uh, on this show is to investigate it. I'd like to just say, though, that there is another great master, uh, as well as the deliverer of the nine freedoms, which is Mars Sector 6. But there's another great master uh, who spoke through, who transmitted through Dr. George King, there are, there are several, but one who um, seems to me anyway to take a back seat, even though he's probably given more transmissions, uh, certainly in the somatic trance form, in other words, the audio form through Dr. King, where we actually hear the, 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 the voice. Um, than maybe any other, and that's the Master Etherius, of course, who first contacted Dr. King in 1954 and gave what is called the command to him. In other words, prepare yourself. You are to become the voice of interplanetary parliament. And one thing the Master Etherius did, uh, I think, is to give precedence to the two sets of teachings we have, uh, two series of teachings that we have. One is the nine freedoms. The other is the 12 blessings. We mentioned both frequently on this show, rather than giving a set of teachings himself. Maybe that was his incredible humility, uh, which is such a key factor with him, his understatement. Uh, and maybe I think I'm going to make one exception on the Spiritual Freedom Show and introduce from time to time some of his teachings, because there is a very close link between the Master Etherius and Mars Sector 6. It's something I couldn't possibly explain. I don't understand it at all. Uh, I just You can just tell that these two great intelligences have a tremendous bond, one from Venus, one from Mars, and they have, and I would say more than that, I think their, their cosmic heritage probably goes much further even than that. And they are very closely connected and pay tremendous respect one to the other. And one of the respectful statements made by the Master Ethereus was very, very simple. Delivered on November the 19th, 1964, and he said this, do not forget the first freedom is bravery, and without it, you will get nowhere. And that is the freedom we are going to concentrate on in today's show, the freedom of bravery. So I'm going to now ask Tim, our wonderful producer, Tim Roxbury, if he'd be kind enough, please, to play the first extract from Mars Sector 6, delivering that first freedom of bravery. The first freedom. Dispel fear. Go forth into bravery 
and you will know many things, for you will have taken an essential step upon the ladder of evolution. There will come a day when you will be examined in this light. Prepare for tomorrow's examination this day and mastery will be yours. Wonderful words, beautifully delivered and I do stress those of you who are new to this podcast if this is the first podcast from the spiritual freedom show you've ever heard and you're wondering what on earth the nine freedoms is how it was delivered who is mars sector six and how did dr king receive this then please do go to the nine freedoms page on the Ethereus society website www.ethereus.org which will tell you all about that how you can actually if you wish to um, purchase the nine freedoms either in audio form in written form and the commentaries and lectures uh, delivered on it by dr king himself who understood it so i mean dr king didn't just understand it i would say he lived it and i say that having worked very closely with him for decades uh, not for four decades for decades um, for 20 years i was in touch with him virtually every day and I saw him at close quarters. I saw how he dealt with problems that came along. And I saw many examples of his bravery, of his love, of his service, of his enlightenment, and other things contained in the nine freedoms. Uh, so you'll get that by going to that page on the website. You'll learn all about it. But we're going to now hone in, as we like to do on this show, onto just a few words at a time and examine what they really mean. So let me just repeat what we heard there. The first freedom, dispel fear, go forth into bravery, and you will know many things, for you will have taken an essential step upon the ladder of evolution. There'll come a day when you will be examined in this light. Prepare for tomorrow's examination this day, and mastery will be yours. What a promise. What a wonderful promise. And the nine freedoms, uh, as I've said before, were delivered 60 years ago. The first freedom was delivered on February the 12th, 1961. And I think it's, it's very interesting and extremely significant that Mars Sector 6, who, as I've said before, was a lawgiver as well as a teaching giver. He was a lord of karma in his own right uh that's an extremely rare thing in if not unique uh in history uh for such a teaching to be delivered in that way through somebody in an earth physical body as dr king was in 1961 when he received it uh, and i think in spiritual circles if you were asked if you asked people well you know what do you think is the first step on the spiritual ladder the ladder to enlightenment and beyond what would they have said they might have said compassion they might have said kindness uh, generosity humility tolerance or some other quality but marsex 6 knowingly and understanding the tests which face us in these days and the days to come stated unambiguously that in fact his words were the first freedom will be bravery not is bravery but will be bravery it was a declaration if it wasn't before it certainly is now and this is a, a very interesting thing because if you really think about it humanity uh, and if we're honest we all of us in one way or another ha have fears uh, the world is beset with fears, actually. Some people don't recognize them as fears, and they may be the ones who need this freedom the most. Because we have to recognize the inbuilt fears in the human psyche before we can dispel them. 
And there's one thing about the nine freedoms, and there's one thing about Dr. George King, is they are supremely positive. They are enablers. They are empowerers. They are telling us what we can do to deal with this, and bravery dispels fear, and we can do that. But we might not think of these various fears as fears. We might think of them as complexes, uh, insecurities, traumas, obsessions, something we're just born with, something which we're unfortunate to have to face through bad luck. We might look on all sorts of problems, but at the very heart of them, there is fear, uh, very often. And to dispel fear, we recognize it. And we won't do that if we're in denial. For example, let me, let me stop being so vague. Let's uh, Come on, Lawrence, get, get focused here. If you have a fear of poverty, it might be based on a very real situation, perhaps a tragic situation. Uh, but there may be and hopefully is something you can do about it. I mean, it all depends on the situation, of course, but either maybe through work, maybe through getting the right benefits all the right help. But bravery, my point here is it has to be linked to action of one kind or another. That's what Mars Sector 6 means when he says, go forth into bravery. Um, if you're being intimidated by thugs, you might live somewhere where you're very worried about some of the people who are perhaps around. Maybe some of them are armed. And, and, and you, you mustn't be foolish, of course. That's a point that Mars X6 also makes um, later on. Uh, you, you have to be sensible. But you still will need to be brave. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to physically fight people who are dangerous. But it does mean adopting a strong mental and possibly psychic bravery in life. And, you know, you can conquer a situation without physical superiority. You know one way to do that? Blessing. May sound strange, may even sound weak, but a silent blessing uh, uh, when, when you're receiving animosity can be an extremely powerful way of dealing with it. The Master Jesus proved this. Uh, whole conquering of fear, uh, and I believe he'd conquered fear before ever he stepped foot on this planet, because he came from Venus, I believe. Uh, but he proved it and demonstrated it, and his resurrection was one of the greatest victories of all time. His bravery was being willing to die willing to die, allowing his death. He could have stopped it, but being willing to... In fact, if you look at the history of it, it's very obvious that he virtually brought it about uh, and, and, and walked right into it quite deliberately. But he was willing to die that death, to provoke that horrible death, to transform the karma of humanity. Not to forgive us our sins, by the way. That can't be done. We, any sins we have, we have to work out through our karma, but to take karma for us to delay the effects of a catastrophe that was due in those days. And another extremely brave master from another planet, one of the most underestimated, I think, of them all, who was alive at that time, was St. Peter, uh, who... People think he, he betrayed Jesus when the cock crowed three times. No, 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 he didn't. Nonsense. No, what he did was under orders to deny Jesus, which Jesus had given him. Uh, he had to tell a lie in order to stay alive, in order to deliver a far, far greater truth than that lie. Uh, and remain alive until the church was properly ready and the teaching was pro properly ready to continue. And then when he picked his moment, he died an even worse death than his own master, Jesus. Extremely great demonstration of bravery. But in this day and age, things have changed. That's one of the messages of the Spiritual Freedom Show. The great changes that are upon us now. And it's no longer a time uh, to, to, as it were, accept uh, evil, or let evil wash over us, or even appear to surrender to it, appear to surrender to it, this is a time to fight the evil. That's something else that Mars Sector 6 has said. It's not enough now to turn the other cheek. Why? Because that could empower 
the evil of the person uh, who's striking your cheek. Uh, and we're doing them a favor, the evil ones, when we fight them. But we don't fight them necessarily physically. Uh, Mars Sector 6 ad advocated nonviolence. We fight with truth. We fight with light. We fight with service. These are the ways to fight in these, this day and age, and these are the days to have bravery. And as we do, we're given a great promise that when we go forth, we will know many things, says Mars Sector 6. And there will come a day uh, when we will prepare, or we can prepare now for the day when we'll be examined in this light. This is very helpful advice. What does it mean? It's a reference, I think, to many things, but one of them could be the self-judgment we make upon ourselves after our passing uh, from the physical world. Uh, but it could also be a karmic assessment that could be made at any given moment. And we can therefore assess ourselves in the light of how brave have we been. And this is the great message. Prior to the, we often refer to the 12 blessings, uh, I'm going to mention another very great master uh, before we go to Darren, actually, and he's waiting patiently with our questions and comments. But prior to the seventh blessing, there's a great master by the name of Saint Guling, an ascended master, uh, a being who actually visualized the Ethereum Society before it was formed. He did this on behalf of cosmic intelligences. He is on this earth, but he understands certain aspects of karma like no other master on earth. Dr. King once uh, shared that information with me. Uh, and he referred to this law as the law of inevitability, which he said was a descriptive name for it. You'll find it in the 12 blessings. So one of these essential inevitabilities, in fact, the first step on the ladder is to dispel fear through a whole variety of tests, which, by the way, will continue even as we evolve. And all the more important to start now, as Mars Sector 6 says, this day and mastery will be yours. So that's our first extract from the nine freedoms. And now I'm going to introduce Darren Ball, our regular contributor, to tell us what questions, what comments, or at least one or two of them he has received. Hey, Richard, great to be on again. Thank you, to, Darren. To share these uh, comments and questions we've had come in. And I encourage everyone, by the way, as always, if, you, if you'd like your questions answers, do write to us, spiritualfreedom at richardlawrence.co.uk. Um, and I'll pick out the ones I can to share on the show with Richard, just like those I've got here. So we've had one come in, Richard. Um, I think especially as you've just touched on the idea of karma and destiny and to what extent our life is predetermined and whether we can change that. This person wrote in after the last show and they said, Hi there, I just wanted to have some feedback on the subject as follows. As humans, when we're born into this world, is our life already predestined before we're even born? Do we really have free will to choose, or is the road we take already predestined? Is the outcome of the events dependent on our actions and our karma? Hope this doesn't sound too complicated, uh, this person says. I believe in the subject that our life is already predestined and dependent on our karma. Over to you. It's a fascinating, fascinating question, and it's a very deep question, I must say. Uh, it, it's uh, uh, one of my favorite topics, as a matter of fact, because it's, it's how karma works. So to answer it as exactly as I possibly can in the brief time we have allowed here, I would say that certainly we have a destiny, and we are born with a destiny, a life path, you might call it, uh, which is set out. Uh, we you know we choose our parents, as a matter of fact, before birth, and there's a certain trajectory. But if, say, for example, just from my own experience, you then find something extraordinary happens uh, that couldn't even have been known before your birth, such as some of the great changes that were made to the cosmic plan or the destiny of our world uh, during my lifetime. And those changes can happen at any time. Obviously, you, your, your destiny, your predetermined destiny, if you like, changes. So that's one factor that can change it. And there's a, there's a downside in regarding everything as predetermined, which is that you, it, you can be disempowered by that belief. 
you can almost be led, and I've met people like this, into a state where you think, well, it doesn't really make any difference what I do. It's all laid out for me, and, and that's that. No, uh, we are here to change it. Uh, we can go much further than was originally uh, laid out for us. Now, Dr. George King is the best example of this that I know of, uh, in that he went way beyond the mission he was given to earth. It's slightly different in his case because I don't even believe he came from this world. That's something I haven't said before on the show and something I'm sure we'll return to. And that's all laid out in the his biography, The King Who Came to Earth, which I co-authored with Brian Kniep. But to, to a lesser extent, it can apply to any of us. Some opportunity can come along, some chance to bring change, maybe some... Um, connection with a cosmic intelligence or with a great cosmic mission and this can greatly change it can speed up our karma and of course on the negative side i'm afraid the opposite too if we can slip we don't live up to our destiny and we don't take the opportunities we were meant to take that were laid out for us then of course we can slip further so it's an overall pattern you know i i said once your destiny is written but you are the editor and, you know, I think that's fairly good. I think it could probably be a bit more than being an editor because you play such a key part in it. So although it's there, it is subject to change. So I'm sorry to I, I can't give a very quick, simple answer, but both are true to that question, Darren. Yeah, I think it's a great and empowering answer for people to take away that, you know, they can, what they do can change their life. Um, I've got another one here that I thought was a fantastic example of bravery, actually. Um, someone, someone that I wanted to share from someone who came in via email, and they write as follows. I had a terrible episode of mania and paranoia, which was termed a schizoaffective disorder. I'm taking regular medication counseling since then. This year, I've made a sincere resolve in my life to resolve to re realize the truth about existence in this very lifetime and not keep waiting for countless lifetimes to pass by. I've started a regular practice of yoga. Uh, that's pranayama, he says, and chanting the AUM in meditation since the past three months. I can already begin to see phenomenal benefits in terms of improvement in my physical and mental health and well-being, and I'm supremely motivated to continue and enhance this progress on a daily basis going forward. What do you make of that, Richard? I think that is wonderful. It's so encouraging. And thank you, whoever wrote that in. And as I say before, I never hear these before Darren gives them to me, so I can respond spontaneously. So I haven't heard that before. And it's I think you know when you hear it for someone like that it's it's brave it's encouraging it's inspiring um and I hope people listening will take great heart from it and I'm sure uh, you know that person's experiencing these things and you you can experience them them too Yeah wonderful Yeah Do do we have time for another or do you want to go on? I think, unfortunately, we haven't at this moment, but I will come back to you because a good friend of mine, uh, Jamie Bates, is waiting patiently there. And he is going to be our guest who's going to present his moment of truth uh, in the show today. Uh, I've known him for a number of years. As I say, he's a, he, actually a volunteer staff member of the Ethereum Society in London now. Um, and he works for a property developer in London, and his main motivation is a spiritual one. Uh, he's been around the society now for at least 10 years or more. He's going to share his moment of truth and how he found this spiritual path. must say, when I first met him, he wasn't in the Ethereum Society. Uh, I had, had a radio show to do. Uh, it was in a, in, in a different place, actually, on the Isle of Man, uh, on a workshop I was running there, and I needed some help to, to do it. It was with, with a station called LBC, which is now a nationwide station in, in Britain, a big station. And he helped me, although we'd only just met. So right from the beginning, he was uh, giving service, I must say, and he was extremely helpful. He was. But I have no idea exactly what moment of truth Jamie's going to share with us today. So uh, I'd like to introduce to you Jamie Bates. Hi, Richard. Thank you for having me on your show. It's great to be here to share my story, and I do remember actually taking part in that course with you on the Isle of Man. The fantastic course it was, and obviously I've been here ever since. Yeah, and you've proved the point. So what was your moment of truth, Jamie? Okay, so I'd like to start by sharing with you what to me was a real life-changing experience that really did alter my life direction, and then eventually this led me to finding the spiritual path. 
Um, so in my late teens, I was really very fortunate to take part in racing go-karts for a couple of years. And uh, this led me on to taking part in a junior scholarship in 1998. Um, you, had pay, you had to pay for it and anybody could attend and they did. Um, they actually came from all different parts of the world. The prize was big. It was to win a full season sponsorship to race in Formula Ford, uh, which is a scaled down single seater racing car uh, on a budget, really. And it's a possible way into the industry. So it's a real opportunity. Mm. Anyway, it was my big moment. It was my first lap. Uh, my senses were all on high alert to make sure I didn't make any mistakes whilst in the car. I came flying down the straight and prepared to turn into a fairly slow corner at the end of the straight. And what happened was I came off the track and uh, I ran off into the gravel trap, skidded to a halt and the dirt was flying everywhere. It was, it was really disappointing. Uh, I thought it was all over, to be honest with you. Uh, but to my surprise, the person running the programme decided to give me another go later in the day. And this was right at the end of the day where most people had gone. Um, and this was unheard of, actually. So I was very grateful and I was determined to get it right this time uh, because it was my dream. And my dream felt like it was still alive at that moment. Anyway, lo and behold, uh, the same thing happened to me again in exactly the same place. In exactly, you know, it was, it was just unbelievable, actually. <laughs> it's difficult to describe. But it, I felt like it was all over for me. I was in the gravel trap dust flying everywhere and uh, the reality set in that, uh, that it, I'd, I'd failed on that occasion unfortunately and I couldn't believe it. Now the interesting thing was uh, and I didn't want to make any excuse at the time and although I didn't make a big deal out of it at the time when I was in the car at the moment of coming off the track on both occasions for a split second on that part of the track I really couldn't do what I wanted to. I struggled with the clutch and I couldn't find the gear with the gear stick uh, and it was as though there was a force stopping me. Um, it's a long time ago now, but the only way I can explain it was like when somebody puts their arms around you and holds you tight, giving you a hug. I mean, it's easy to say now looking back, um, but it was actually the best thing that could have happened to me because I spent the next few years evaluating and reassessing my life. And I spent five years after that traveling the world. And uh, the main point is that I, I made, it made me realize uh, that I wasn't looking at the bigger picture. Of, of why we're here and what the real purpose was of life. Wow. Um, I suppose early on I was quite ego-driven, um, uh, but this was all starting to change at this point. And I desperately wanted to find the truth. And um, whilst there are lots of books out there on space and the Earth's position in it, it all seemed very limited to me. And for me, it felt like something was missing. So in 2007, uh, when I was buying Christmas gifts for my family, purchased several spiritual books from a big bookshop in Meadowhall in Sheffield. I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, I allocated each one to a family member who I felt like it would mean something to um, and be most beneficial to them. Uh, but there was one book in particular which I just couldn't seem to part company with and I didn't know why because I hadn't heard of the authors before. Anyway, I decided to keep the book and read it and, and I really, really enjoyed it. And the book that I read was God's Guides and Guardian Angels by yourself, Richard Lawrence, with Mark Bennett. Um, so I suppose the experiences that I'd had up to that point had allowed me to be able to relate to what was in the book. And I liked its honesty and sincerity. And that led me to the moment which changed my life forever because it was the first time I discovered Dr. King, Dr. George King, right. my spiritual master, uh, who I now choose to follow and the Ethereum Society, like you mentioned earlier, yes. uh, which led me on to reading all of the Ethereum Society literature uh, and funnily enough, discovering my favorite book, the nine freedoms wow. and, and the real reason why we're here, uh, which is all yeah. in that book, our position in the grand scheme of things, where we came from, where, where we're all going eventually. And that our lives don't end after this one and the amazing steps we all have ahead of us through Ascension and beyond. And just coming to the last points here uh, and that there's a much bigger picture to it all and that there are highly evolved beings who've been helping us all along and that we can actually cooperate with them. And for me, finding this truth really was the game changer. Wow, that's a fantastic moment of truth. And by the way, as I say, always say, I had no idea what Jamie was going to say. I didn't know he was going to mention any books by me in case you think it was set up. It wasn't. And what a beautiful story. It led him to a far, far greater book, of course, namely The Nine Freedoms. So thanks so much, Jamie, for sharing that moment of truth with us on WCET-FM. So uh, we'll now carry on then with our examination of the book that uh, Jamie discovered, The Nine Freedoms, which turned his life into a very positive direction because he's uh, a fantastic help, I must say, in our work here now. 
uh, and we'll look again at some words from the Nine Freedoms, and we'll I'll ask our producer, Tim Roxbury, uh, if he would kindly please play now the second extract from the Nine Freedoms. Know this. The tests which now confront you terrestrials have had to be so designed in order to give you essential experience. Bravery is victory through experience. Be brave, not foolish, but brave through wisdom and know the first freedom. Wow. What an aphorism for our age. These words encapsulate the spiritual path in these days, I believe. And if we follow them, they'll lead us all the way to enlightenment and beyond, we're being told by Mars Sector 6 himself. I remember Dr. King, who was, as you would expect, extremely versed in the Eastern wisdom and the yoga philosophy, saying how strange it is that some of those teachers almost seem to regard experience as a bad thing, as something to be avoided. And I'd like to now quote again from the Twelve Blessings, uh, another wonderful set of teachings, not as great but ne as, a, as a set of teachings, but nevertheless so great you could live your whole life. If you had nothing else, it would be easily sufficient for you. And that is the Twelve Blessings. And this is a quote from them by the Master Jesus. You can gain wonderful experience, and this the greatest gift from man or even God to man. It's a wonderful thing indeed, uh, experience, uh, providing that you are what you are gaining, and this is the important point I feel, is essential to your evolution. It doesn't mean everyone's got to go off. You know, you don't have to, for example, uh, indulge in every type of materialistic pleasure and delight in order to learn that they're selfish and unnecessary. It's obvious. Logic can tell you that. Your energy could be much better used in service, and so could your wealth, for that matter. But what it does mean is that there are essential experiences we all need. They're different for each one of us, but we need them because of our action or, and this is just as important, by the way, our lack of action through the lives, through the lives, this life and before it. So many people think it's okay not to get involved in the suffering of, of the world, providing they're behaving properly, looking after their families, their loved ones, and a baby making a little contribution to charity, which is great. Uh, they're, they're, they, but they think it's enough. They think that's the noble life. And it, I'm sorry. I am sorry. I don't wish to rain on your parade, I think is the phrase, but it just isn't. That's the message we have in the uh, teachings of Mars Sector 6 and the Master Aetherius and other masters. We are responsible for the world, for people uh, in, in another country, maybe victims of an earthquake in Indonesia, people we might not know, not meet. And this is actually understood more and more, I think, by some people at a materialistic level, and it applies also at a spiritual level too. And I want to add to that. We are responsible for the way we treat the planet, the Mother Earth, and uh, that's the most sacred being we will ever touch. So there are a multitude of experiences we need to learn these lessons, and they often come as tests. They might come as individual tests, group tests, global tests, but those very tests, and th this is a positive thought for you here, the very test is a difficult one at times, but look at those tests as an opportunity. I, I know it's easy to say on a radio show, and it doesn't feel like it at the time, maybe, but they could be the key to success on the spiritual path, to victory in your journey to light, because 
we will need to apply bravery. And bravery, as Mars Sector 6 said, and here's a great aphorism, bravery is victory through experience. There are so many examples of this uh, that I can give, be it loneliness, mentioned poverty last time, uh, wealth, heartbreak, uh, pleasure is even a test at times, health for good or bad. Definitely faith is another test. I could go on and on and on. Too much confidence, too little confidence. Uh, you can see that this teaching encompasses every essential experience, but the key to them all is one thing, and that's bravery. In fact, you wouldn't take to the spiritual path in the first place without bravery. And I'm sure that as a listener to this show, you know that. You've probably experienced that already. Because when you follow this kind of line of thought, you are going against the mass conditioning which is out there. And there is so much conditioning on this world, uh, particularly when you take this line of thought. Most people are brought up. It might be religious conditioning. You might be brought up in a particular religion. You might be brought up, as somebody I spoke to not too long ago, uh, by parents who are so atheistic they regard it as their duty to keep you away from any religion at all. Uh, it just depends. These are all dogmas, of course. And sometimes you get disbelief thrown back in your face. Believe me, I've, had, I've been there over and over again doing a lot of broadcasting on these topics. And without any real logic, and you've got to be brave enough to dispel it. And sometimes you get another very undermining thing, ridicule. I would laugh at people who ridicule you. They're ridiculous. But don't let it undermine you. See it for what it is. It's just a weak resistance to truth by the people who ridicule your beliefs. And that can be, it can get worse. It can get, you can get personal attacks, particularly if you're in the front line, uh, false attacks, all kinds of things. We're tested. And look through history at some of the people who were tested. Uh, I mean, you know, I won't go into her whole life now, uh, and I'm not saying we might agree with everything she did, particularly certain warlike things, but St. Joan was a martyr for channeling. Uh, she didn't call it channeling, but she said that she heard the voices of saints and she had to stand up to the Catholic Church for it and she was martyred for it. By the way, another martyr, well, not a martyr actually, but it's another person who suffered for his mediumship, again, he didn't use that word, was the artist and poet in the 18th century England called William Blake. And he stuck to his guns. He actually stated while he was alive he had more books published than ever there were on the physical realms, in the heavenly realms. And he was written off, and he had, couldn't sell a painting. Uh, now he'd be a multi-millionaire many times over, of course. And I could go on. Madame Blavatsky is another one who, a, a Russian divorced woman living in one of the most prejudicial pseudo-moralistic times in Britain, a very hypocritical time, Victorian England. And speaking of Mahatmas, she was in touch within the Himalayas through thought. Uh, can you imagine what she had to put up with? And then you have, of course, uh, the greatest example of them all that I know, and that is, of course, Dr. George King. And I'd just like to tell you one little thing here. In 1954, there was another person who had a contact with an alien being in London, uh, and his name was Sir Peter Horsley. Actually, then he was Peter Horsley, not Sir. He, came, he was knighted later. He was knighted, I think, because he probably kept his mouth shut. Um, he was the equerry to Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh, who, as you may know, was extremely interested in flying saucers and UFOs, although they don't mention that in this new series, The Crown, or anywhere else much. Uh, and he said, and I know this because he told me, by the way, and he also wrote it in his, in his autobiography later, after he retired and he was safely in retirement in the Bahamas, I spoke to him on the phone and credit to him that he did at least come forth then. He'd already by then, by the way, been an air marshal, knighted by the Queen, had his finger on the nuclear button, a career, you know, from Equerry to the Duke of Edinburgh all the way through uh, the, air, the Royal Air Force and so on. But then he finally admitted it. He'd had a contact. 
Now, he, I don't think, exhibited great bravery or sacrifice by keeping quiet all that time. Eventually, he did speak out. But in that same year, we know someone else who had a contact in London, much more important one, uh, with an alien intelligence, and that was Dr. George King. And, of course, that was with the Master Ethereus, and the rest is history. He was ridiculed. Uh, he went into trance under very dangerous conditions because to enter trance on television, as he did in the 1950s, uh, using Kundalini, as he did, and all this was ex I explained in the first uh, Spiritual Freedom Show, which is archived. You can find that on a podcast. Uh, he, it was a dangerous thing to do. He lodged that psychic center, in a, that, that force of Kundalini in a certain psychic center, and had it been disturbed by the lighting or the sound of the camera crew or something else, it, he could have had a very dangerous hemorrhage or some other type of condition. But he was, I won't say he was fearless. I have described as fearless. I don't think that's probably quite right. I think you do experience fear, but you conquer it. And by the way, he was a very shy person. It didn't suit his nature. There's, there's no secret about the fact he didn't like the limelight. He didn't like the platform. He had no particular inclination to be in the media or to do publicity. That's, a, that's known to anyone who knew him. But he did engage in all these things. And he, well, the rest is history. The Ethereum Society is the world's oldest UFO contact organization that's international and has a completely unique track record. Whether you accept it or not, there's nothing like it. And as a matter of fact, the more broadcasting I do and the more people I talk to as the years go by, the more clear that is. Uh, I don't think anyone much would disagree with that. Whether they believe it, of course, that's a decision and a choice that they have to make. But there you have another very great example of bravery. I'll just give you one little thing, and this is a little thing in the light of uh, what Dr. King achieved. Uh, he demonstrated bravery in far greater ways than this. But in 1958, he organized a rally against governments, or British government, I should say, to give the truth about flying saucers, which was merciless. Can you imagine, in 1958, in conservative London, it was absolutely ridiculed uh, and he didn't mind it didn't stop him and now uh, i would say he's been completely vindicated now you have people coming out usually after they've retired by the way even now it's after they've retired i could name a few come out obama uh probably pretty much admitted it uh brennan the former cia director a former Hai meshed israeli intelligence uh head of the Space Agency for Israel, and, and a whole load of others who have now come out after their retirement and admitted a lot in, about UFOs, particularly in 2020, and it's continuing now. But Dr. King exhibited that bravery. But be brave, not foolish, says Master Sector 6. Brave through wisdom. We're going to be tested in a whole variety of ways, but the tests don't end. Because as you advance, more is expected of you and you have to be able to take more pressure and you will get more interference. But also, as we advance, we'll get tremendous help if we leave ourselves open to it. And the great thing is, thanks to Mars Sector 6, we will know why this is happening and that it's not some unnecessary distraction when we are tested, but an essential experience designed to enable us to demonstrate bravery, which is the first freedom. So that's our extracts from the nine freedoms. But we have our guest presenter now, I'm very pleased to say, uh, who is Noemi Bates, another very good friend of mine who's been active in spiritual work for decades. She actually works for the society. Uh, she's run many services, held lectures and workshops, and also appears in the DVD, which you can uh, obtain and purchase, that accompanies Realize Your Inner Potential, the book. And in that DVD, she demonstrates a particular practice, as you will see if you get it. It's a beautiful uh, vis visual demonstration, actually, on that DVD of this. And she's going to lead us in that practice today. As I mentioned earlier, she happens to be the wife of Jamie, whom we heard from earlier and was on the show with us. And I'm very pleased now to welcome to the show our guest presenter, 
Noemi Bates. Well, hi, Richard. Thank you for having me on the show, which is great. Welcome. Thank you. So I would like to guide listeners through the aura cleansing practice because I believe it's not only a potent way to purify our aura, but also to bring protection around ourselves through the power of positive visualization. And those who are not familiar with the concept of aura, just very briefly, it's an energy body composed of spiritual or etheric matter. And this extends several inches beyond the body and contains within it chakras, or also known as psychic centers. And during this practice, we are going to visualize the violet flame, as mentioned by Richard, which we received from the earth. Because we know that the earth is more than just a lump of rock. It is in fact a living, breathing female intelligence. In ancient Greece, they called her Gaia, the mother earth, because she is the most sacred thing we can physically touch, which is the ground beneath us. So without the earth, we would not have a home where we can experience life as we do now. So it is providing us a beautiful classroom, which it is, where everything we see, we hear and experience is part of our learning cycle on earth, broadening our understanding about life and also about ourselves. So apart from caring for us like a mother does for her child, she also allows us to tune in and benefit from her violet flame. And this practice was used in ancient times, but in more recent times, it was given by a cosmic master called Aetherius through Dr. George King. And you will find the aura cleansing practice in a book entitled Realize Your Inner Potential by Dr. George King with Richard Lawrence. So I would like to take you through this visualization of tuning in to the violet flame of the earth. And this practice will require your full concentration. So please only join in if it is safe to do so. So let's begin by sitting up straight in our chair with palms facing down on our knees, fingers spread out and eyes closed. Take a few deep breaths in, deep breaths out to a measured count through our nose, making the breath long and even without straining ourselves. Just focus your mind on your breathing, drawing balance and harmony into yourself and try to feel calm and relaxed as you do your deep breathing. Now gently but firmly, visualize a violet-colored flame coming up from the ground beneath your feet. Try to feel this flame, not as a burning sensation, but as velvet fingers caressing your body and aura. Draw the power of this violet flame up through your body and aura to a spot about 20 or 30 feet above your head. Try to see this, feel it and physically hear it, this sacred fire. It will sound like a flame flickering and you may also be able to smell it. Just observe for a moment any sensation, any experience you may have. Beautiful violet flame. Imagine it as a mighty flame of cosmic power, searching, surging and pulsating through the whole of your structure. By correctly performing this ancient practice, you will be cleansed of all impurity on a mental and psychic level. It is also an excellent protective practice as I mentioned earlier. While you visualize the violet flame, let's be inspired by these beautiful words taken from the 12 blessings by the Master Jesus. Blessed is she who in sacrifice has made a space refuge for you all. Blessed is she who instead of taking the unlimited gowns allowed to this goddess, 
did accept material limitation so that you, the lower aspects of God, could walk through experience back to God again. Blessed is the Logos of this earth, for she shineth like a sun does shine, yet of purpose. She hideth this light beneath the bushel of a material form, which renders unto man sustenance. When the seeking children come together and ask for the violet flame of transmutation, she gives this willingly. She gives this always, asking nothing in return for her sacrifice. Truly beautiful words. And while you keep your eyes closed, let us now offer our thanks to the Mother Earth for her violet flame, which she gives willingly, for the wonderful home she's providing to us. Send your love to this great goddess. When you have done this, just open the eyes. See how you feel. And if you wish, you can share your experience by emailing us at spiritualfreedom at richardlawrence.co.uk or indeed if you have any questions regarding this practice. And every day, like-minded people come together to send out healing and love energy to the world through the practice of the 12 blessings at 12blessings.org. That's 12 in digits. And you can join in and send out power. And I have taken, as we just heard, an extract from the seventh blessing, which is to the Mother Earth. And concerning the aura charging practice, just a little tip, the best way to perform it is to stand outdoors with bare feet on the ground, either on the grass, sand, or preferably earth, if it's possible. If you can't do this under such conditions, it can still be done anywhere, including in a building, wearing shoes very successfully. You can even visualize it on an airplane or before you drive off or set off on a journey. So it's a wonderful practice to do, and you could do it as often as you wish. And you can find this practice in the wonderful book, Realize Your Inner Potential, or indeed on the DVD, as Richard mentioned earlier. That's great, Noemi. Thank you so much. That's a beautiful practice. And thank you so much for, for sharing that with us and presenting that for us. That was Noemi Bates. And that's really uh, bringing us towards the uh, end of today's show. I think we just have a few minutes left, Darren, for perhaps another question or, or comment. Sure. Um, just listening to you speak there earlier, Richard, reminds me that you know one aspect of bravely simply choosing truth despite the comparative ease of conformity with conditions oh, yes so i thought i'd pick out one here that was um, i think many people will relate to it um, losing touch with what really matters in our lives and trying to find our way back so this person says what i'm looking for is to find my true self which i believe is love and i feel like i have a long way to go otherwise i would live my life a lot better than i am at the moment but a few years back i had a period when i really felt that i was connecting with the source i was very positive i used to attract any positive things and people into my life but after that, without realizing, I stopped doing what I was doing and I was partying and working a lot and I feel that I forgot my true self. I would really like to go back to that and I just, I don't know how. So I thought maybe you'd have some words of wisdom for this person, Richard. Well, that's uh, very honest and certainly not unique. Uh, it can happen. Um, in fact, I've met teachers who've lost touch with, you know, why they started teaching spiritual things in the first place if we don't recharge our batteries i think the questioner there uh, who i must commend for their honesty but kind of gives the answer in their question really when they say well they went off and they were getting into parties and they stopped you know mm. working i can't remember the words but working on themselves and, and doing certain practices and so on and of course we need that we need it just like the body you know needs food uh physical food to survive and and liquid of course so the soul and the higher mind needs to be fed 
and he needs to be fed through spiritual practice, through spiritual action, certainly, but also through spiritual practice, like the one we heard today, the violet flame, or like the one we heard last time, the prayer that we heard. Uh, these things will feed us and will uh, impact. One thing I do every day is breathing exercises, which are in Realize You're in the Potential. And I want to keep stressing, it's not my book. I was honored to co-author it. It's the book of Dr. George King. And the breathing exercises in there is one of the first things I encountered when I came into contact with Dr. King. And I still do it to this very day regularly. And that feeds you. That that's, feeds you in subtle ways. Because look at it this way, if you neglect something, anything, uh, if you don't give light to a plant, uh, it's going to wither and it's going to die. And you won't quite know why. It can sort of creep up on you and suddenly you find you're not motivated. Um, you've got to have love. Uh, we're going to talk more about that next time. Uh, the second freedom, before you'll really want to serve. So you have to feed yourself the energy that's going to cause you, create you, nurture that plant of love within you. So it's a simple answer, not a complicated one. Return to the practices, feed yourself the spiritual thoughts as well, wisdom, teaching, like the nine freedoms, and then you'll suddenly find you can return. That's the good news. Uh, it's there. It, it hasn't died. It's just withered somewhat, and you can rejuvenate it through your spiritual practice and the study of wisdom and i think darren uh we're sort of out of time now i'm afraid for any more comments and questions so i just want to thank you darren ball i want to thank tim roxbury our producer i want to thank uh, noemi and jamie bates as our guests today and i'd like to thank wcetfm for having us here it's an honor to uh, host this show on WCETFM and to hand over now to Tim Roxbury. And thank you all for listening. Service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. And God bless you all. Now the ultimate power in the universe. Did you know WCET Radio offers you free radio archives? Well, now you do. Free radio archives. That's right, free. What that means is you get all the current year's archives absolutely free. And if you wish to go deeper into the archives, such as 2019, 2018, 2017, well, you get the picture. Then you would subscribe either monthly or yearly, and by doing so, you assure that this show and this station remains on air and uncensored. So enjoy your free radio archives and dive in even deeper while helping WCET Radio bring to you the best of talk radio. WCETradio.com your talk station. What if I told you that you could order quality jewelry that is lead and nickel free for just five bucks? Crazy, right? Not so much. Paparazzi jewelry is quality jewelry. And the best part is when you buy from Crystal, she donates a portion to help fight epilepsy. So upgrade your look with quality jewelry, paparazzi jewelry. You can click on the banner on the chat and listen page on the station that covers everything. WCET Radio.
Pet Connect Plus offers a connection to your pet, living or past with the use of Terry. Ruby, the owner and intuitive reader for Pet Connect Plus, will make a connection to your pet for guidance on specific questions and general past, present, and future readings of your pet. A connection with an owner and a pet together will run $55 for 50 minutes, or a connection with one pet alone is $35 for 30 minutes. What a deal. Pet Connect Plus can be found at PetConnectPlus.com and on Facebook at Pet Connect Plus. Connect with Pet Connect Plus so we can make a connection with your beloved pet to provide them with a fulfilling and rewarding relationship with you. Get connected today. PetConnectPlus.com Late-nighters and WCET radio listeners around the world, listen up. The shop is here, and you can order WCET radio and your favorite show's swag right now and show your friends and your neighbors you're awake by wearing one of our many shirts, including our Stop the Censorship shirt. That one is a hot seller, so get yours while supplies last. We have coffee mugs, clocks so you never miss your favorite shows, books, mouse pads, and more coming soon. Just go to WCETradio.com and click the shop link. That's WCETradio.com and get to shopping. You're listening to WCET, America's talk station. 